Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Milwaukee Admirals podcast. A couple of weeks ago, less than a couple of weeks ago, Charlie and I, uh, Charlie Larson, I'm Aaron Sims. Uh, Charlie and I sat down with Admirals trainer Doug Agnew, and we went for over an hour. And when we were all done, we like we went for another hour. We didn't understand. <laughs> we didn't get touch on hardly anything that we sh- should have touched on, or right. so it seemed. Like exactly. there was so much yeah. more to go. So we thought, well, Doug's probably not busy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. let's bring him back nothing. in. So, <laughs> yeah, nothing uh, going on. Doug, Doug going Agnew on. joins us again. Thanks for doing this. Oh, no problem, guys. It was it was a lot of fun, and <laughs> it's been the most, at least me personally, it's been the one that most people have talked about. Really? It has been. So oh. kudos to you. But oh, but the people who have who have come up to me to say this in the last couple of weeks have said there were so many good stories. Doug's seen it all. Doug, you know, he knows <laughs> the guys. He remembers the guys. And, and they, they appreciated that. So oh, it's, I, it's great to, that, that you're doing this again. We, oh, uh, I appreciate There are a lot of people who appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I don't, you know, as I say, I got a little time this afternoon, so it seemed like a good a good fit for today. Hop right yeah. back yeah. in. Yeah. Right yeah. Back in. Uh, hop right back <laughs> in because uh, we, even though we went an hour, it's it's a lot of ground to cover, and there are so many good stories to talk years about. Thirty years flies by, yeah. right? But and you can't yeah. cover it in an hour. You know, no. have you ever figured how many players that is? It's got to be well over a thousand. Yeah, right. Because you figure thirty guys roughly a season. Yeah. Plus. Yeah, because there's going to be those years where you're in the 45, 50s. Yeah, of course, guys carry over year to year. Well, uh, you know, I, you know, when you mentioned coming back to doing this today, and I, I was just thinking of some of the other players that we didn't touch on, and uh, I brought up on the on the internet the Milwaukee Admirals all-time player list, and it's it is like eight or nine pages. <laughs> right, <laughs> and exactly. And they started going down, and every guy you look at, it go, oh, oh boy, oh, oh gosh, boy, yeah. oh <laughs> my do you, yeah. Do you remember <laughs> all of them? Like, could, if you got down to those guys who played a game or two for the Admirals, do 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 any of those guys stand out whatsoever? Not, you know, they like if I said Daryl Gilmore to you, would you remember Daryl Gilmore? Um, no, a goalie, a goalie yeah. played a I remember, handful of yeah, games. Yeah, I remember yes. he was a goalie. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I did the same. I was looking at him. That guy played well, one or two games, but, right. but some guys you did like a Scott King. He played like three games for us, and yeah. I ended up running into him somewhere down the line. And they start talking to you, and you, you know, you can't place them. You know, you could see them, sure. but you know, then you okay, I got to ask you your name, and then right, then right, they right, tell right. You. But, yeah, but yeah, the faces I remember for yeah. sure. Yeah, when you, when you come across them again, and. Uh, you know, and, and some of the avenues of, of hockey, but uh, yeah, they'll hook on with another team, whatever, yeah, right? You yeah, see him, you're right. down in Houston, and mm-hmm. there's a guy that played whatever for uh, for the Admirals, yeah. and absolutely, that yeah. always, always, well, especially it all, not so much now, I suppose. I mean, although it does happen, but w- the Admirals haven't seen. It, it seemed like the those guys that PTOs. Especially 15, 20, 15, 20 years ago, it seemed like they those guys bounced around. There are a yeah. few guys that still do it. But the ECHL <laughs> has been stressed so much, and yeah. everybody has yeah. more depth within their own organization that you don't see a PTO, it a guy sign a PTO and play for six, seven teams in a, in a season yeah. like they used to. Yeah, I remember that one season we had with, with, um, with Lane, and we must have had 60, 70 players come through here and play for us that year with uh, Lane Lambert. Yeah. One of those years. It's just one of those things, you know, a lot of injuries. And, yeah. and guys get called guys up. Guys get called and up. Uh, and, yeah, Nashville might have been struggling, so they take four or five of our players. We bring in some guys from down below, and then you get a couple injuries, and next thing you know, you got, you know, a bunch of strange faces well, in that locker room. I look right. back, my, my first season with the team, I, that 05-06 season, there were a lot of PTOs, and, and, and they hit on them. 
Like Peverly was a PTO yeah. right, to start off. Chris Durno yeah. was a PTO <laughs> to start off with. He scored 20 goals. Peverly yeah. had to obviously won a Stanley Cup. Cup. I mean, yeah. yeah and they, and yeah. was a featured guest on this podcast. But, but Chris, <laughs> Chris Durno was a really uh, good player for the Admirals for a, good, a couple of a seasons. A good game player. Yes. We, we used to call him Dry Shirt Durno because he never, <laughs> never broke a sweat in practice. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's he played at Michigan Tech, and they weren't so very good. Oh. So <laughs> that must, not have, that's must yeah. have been where he learned it back yeah. in the so late 90s. What a dog. It saves his energy even in practice. For the game. Save, Save it for the game. Yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> that's pretty good. That though. is good. Uh, There's a story we talked about this morning, and I tell this story every chance I get, if I remember it. This happened my maybe my first or second year here. We got a goalie. On the team, Jan Lasik. Oh, jeez. He's the goalie. Yep. Yeah. And he comes ripping off the ice one time, right in oh. the middle of the national anthem. <laughs> and everyone's looking down like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> you got the inside scoop on oh, this, Yeah, though. it wasn't even a, a, you know, basically he had to go to the bathroom. You know, he was having a, he said, he told Upset me. Upset stomach, right? Yeah, he, he told me he was sitting in the crease there in the national anthem, and he wasn't. Wasn't sure if he was going to make it through the national anthem. He just, hey, we've you know, all been there, yeah. especially if you got a little oh, yeah. lactose intolerance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So his, his his cheeks were tightly squeezed together. He was trying to hang on, but you know the last couple of stanzas he couldn't make it. He just went tearing down to the bench and through the gates and into the locker room and at the Bradley Center. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the coach looks at me and I just you know shrug. You didn't what know what was happening, right? Yeah. You didn't know what was yeah. happening. So, so I had an idea, but uh, I went back. I kind of tapped the backup goalie. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Chris, Chris Mason. Chris Mason, probably. He said, you better put your mask on and go out there and start the game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he did. <laughs> and he did. That was a funny thing. Like, like um, Lassick was supposed to be the next coming of yes, right, he was. Sure was. goaltending. Yeah. And, uh, and Chris Mason used to always tell me, like, as the goal co goalie coach would come down from Nashville and spend all the time down working with uh, with Jan with Lossick, Lossick yeah. at one end, and Chris was kind of down the other end, like the forgotten, sure. the redheaded stepchild, you know, down there. And I asked him one day, "Do you ever feel neglected?" He says, "No, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I got no pressure. He doesn't come down and bother me. He's right, just down right. there, and, you know, Jan's end of the ice, the whole practice." And he says, "This is great." <laughs> this uh, the story about rushing off the the ice has that is that the only time that's happened that you can recall? Um, yeah, pretty much. I don't, you know, at that point, most of the guys don't make it that far. I mean, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll come in beforehand. Stop they, before you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And or they're on the bench already. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, or they, we don't let them play if they really have an upset stomach. They got <laughs> right. the, you right. know, the crud coming in out both ends. We've, you know, it's not really fair to <laughs> right. expect right. them to try and uh, play a hockey game there. in those yeah, conditions. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So he, he wanted to play for whatever reason and he did, you know, we did what we could for him, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> gave him some emodium AD, probably. Yeah, yeah oh yeah, filled them full, and but you know, he just kept coming. Yeah, those, those first few years with Nashville, the early, late '90s, um, they're an expansion team, and you and they're trying a lot of guys out, I suppose. And there's a lot of traffic back and forth, and yeah. uh, they want to bring guys up that uh, that might be able to help them. They're mm -hmm. trying to win. I mean, they're they're an expansion team, and this is way before Vegas. What they did a couple of years ago, so yeah. you're expecting to win. 25 uh, if you're doing really well you might win 30 games yeah it was a um it, that's a tough time so there but there's a revolving door in nashville so there's a revolving door in milwaukee yeah 
And one of the guys that was here, he only played 29 games with the Admirals, but we talked about him a little bit last time we, we t spoke with you was Kimo Timonen. Oh, yeah. Uh, he may yeah. not have been here 29 games if it weren't for some trickery. Yeah, it was one of those, uh, I can't remember who the other defenseman was, but I know Nashua was, was really interested in another defenseman. And An offensive-type defenseman. Yeah, and, and, you know, they kept bugging um, – you know, Al Sims and, and Claude, you know, make, you know, get this guy. Is he ready yet? Is he ready? What do you think? And and then they finally said, okay, take him. And but and and they did. And then, the, the, you know, they have to fill out, uh, the coaches fill out a, an evaluation after every game for all the players. And, you know, and and, and Kimo was kind of, you know, he was a stellar defenseman. Yeah. yeah. And But they didn't see that because they're always focused on this other defenseman. And meanwhile, this guy is just. You're talking Nashville was always yeah, focused on yeah, this other guy. Yeah, all their scouts and everybody was, you know, wanted this wanted guy. This, other this guy, guy was, sure. yeah, the, you know, supposed to be a, a big part of their, their puzzle up there. But as it turned out, you know, Al and, and Claude are giving them, you know, their ratings out of five. They're giving them a three, three and a half. And Very average. Yeah, average, uh, <laughs> maybe a four. But then when the, the other defenseman, I wish I could remember his name, Went up, and then you then you realize like, whoa, this guy, this guy is was was really good, really he was carrying. Good. Yeah, he was care maybe carrying the other guy. Yeah, exactly. So they're they're so Al and, and Claude are kind of saying, gee, you know, should we put down really what he's doing out there, or should we keep it at threes and fours? And, and of course, they kept it at threes and fours for a little while, but then <laughs> after a while, they couldn't do it anymore. And, and the Nashville scouts are they start coming they, back. They kind of woke up and said, oh yeah, that guy is pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> and yeah. off went, and, you know, I don't know how many times he's an NHL All Star. Yeah, but what a great career! Games, Stanley, Stanley Cup Stanley at the Stanley end of Cup. his career, yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. What what a stellar player, and you know, just to have him kind of, you know, almost like a walk-on player for us. And yeah, yeah. What a great and a great guy too. Just a great oh, guy. Also on that team, uh, I think that we just talked about before was Carlos Scratchkins, <laughs> who, like, tell us, he's a, he's a guy we always talk about when we talk about that uh, the locomotive plane crash. We always oh. talk about Robert Dietrich. Right, because yeah. he yes. was so recent, so, so recent, and everybody knew him. But mm -hmm. Carlos, he played two seasons with the Admirals, right? Yeah, so, and he oh, had the Ironman streak in the, in, the in the NHL for the longest time. What, what yeah, what kind of guy was he? What was he like? Well, he was Latvian, well, right? Yeah. Well, again, he, the language barrier was always tough for him, but uh, yeah, he was just a great player. He would just come in, and you know, if he was hurt, you just point to something, can you know, help, <laughs> you know, pain, you know, and, and you okay, you're trying to figure it out, and you help right. him out. But yeah, he. What you know? What a journeyman he was like. Again, he, he played every game. You couldn't get him out. Yeah. Right. You know, he was. But you know, as far as you know, interaction, there wasn't much because he was just a staunch, you know, Latvian, straight ahead Russian type. You know, player. Right, player. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How, how often does that happen? Where there is nowadays, it seems like everybody who every guy who comes in, even they might have a thick accent, but they all know English. They understand it they very are, well. They understand it very well. The only guy I can think of in the last probably five or seven years who really struggled at the beginning, at the very least, uh, Kamenev. Was, yeah. was Vladislav Kamenev. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, but everybody Trenin, else, Trenin, Trenin, too, was pretty uh, – he, he's still hard to understand. He's hard to understand, but yeah. he understands what he you're gets, saying. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because, but he played in the French League, in the Quebec League, for a couple seasons. Yeah, and I can imagine that. Uh, yeah, coming over from Learn Russia. English in Russia. Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. And to learn English in to, Quebec. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That would be – that would be a little bit challenging, but that doesn't happen too often anymore. But I bet well, it wasn't like that, you know, when Scratchkins was around. No, they well, they used to have um, an you know an interpreter, kind of language or linguistic, whatever person to come in. They'd go to classes. They'd, they'd have classes really? a couple of times a week where their whole families would go and try and learn English as quickly as they could. No kidding. Yeah, Stalinkov was another one like like Stalin that. He, yeah, Stalinkov. He, he didn't have much 
much grasp of the English language either. Right. right. What was it like when he came? Because that was the last year of the Vancouver affiliation, but he came in in 92-93. He was undrafted, so he couldn't play yeah, in the American League. There was some rule like that, right? If you weren't drafted by the uh, by an NHL team, you couldn't just sign right into the Ameri- it was I don't remember what the rule yeah, is, but it the was, there was some weird rule. Yeah, I don't know. That was the first year that we were independent, I believe. That's when he came over with that boatload of... Oh, Galchenyuk was yeah. there. Hold on, was that the year that uh, that you had to buy that had they had seventy six guys? Oh yeah, you yeah. You're out, call, you're out calling the hockey stores <laughs> and the and the high school teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to size some gloves and some yeah, some yeah, pants. Yeah, I was yeah definitely overestimating my abilities there. I really thought I had it all covered, <laughs> and you know, you know, have an extra twelve or thirteen or you know. 13 sets of gear for everybody, and right. they go, oh, I'll be fine. But then they just kept coming and coming and yeah. coming. Oh, well, boy. seven months before, he won a gold, right, for the Commonwealth of Independent States. Yeah. It wasn't the USSR anymore. That's right. It was yeah. the CIS. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he didn't speak well enough, but how did he carry himself when he walks in? Is he... Is he a big shot? Because, I mean, it, he was here one year and went to the NHL, and, and he was, that was that. Yeah. He did carry himself a little differently. He was, yeah, he was very confident, you know, and he was a big guy, too. Like people don't realize he had wide, wide shoulders. And, uh, did he? Yeah. Again, it looked like just a, you know, big Russian guy and come in, and uh, he was quiet for the most part. And, you know, he brought, a, I think he brought family with him, and yeah, you know, was, he concentrated it, more on them, trying to get them acclimated to it. Yeah. When we had Phil to t- into talking about for this show and talking about him, that was a big deal yeah. to bring him over. And they weren't sure that we were gonna that he was gonna make it, right? So yeah. like, yeah, get out of there. Get to get out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, but we had another guy that was way back when Tressel. Like he was one of the first Lattis guys. Tressel, yeah. yeah, right. First guys we just to sneak over him. the wall and come over here to play hockey. Yeah, yeah. Vancouver was one of the leaders in that movement, right? Yeah. Signing the signing Russians to uh, yeah to come over and play. Yeah, but yeah, but Tressel came when he had the defect. I mean, he defected. Oh, he to, did yeah, and he went into I think Quebec organization or something. Then kind of filtered down into the minors. But you know, so did you ever hear those spy? I mean, did did you ever have it's firsthand account dagger, of these uh, yeah. spy stories? No, these no, guys no. are being driven out in the back of a Rolls Royce <laughs> or something <laughs> I, like that. I don't, I don't think there's many Rolls Royces in uh, that time. Uh, no, the, no, 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 no. But box. you know, the embassy. Oh, I think that might have been part of the, you know, just don't say anything, just get out and you right. know, don't, don't pave the way, Shh, don't, don't tell people how you did it. Cause it's then, uh, it's so funny because, I mean, you started this job, Cold War was ending, but it was still there. Yeah. And, I mean, to, to see these guys, like you said, they, they had to defect and they had to uh, run. Yeah. And they had to yeah. look over their shoulder <laughs> yeah, all the time. Sure. And now it's... <laughs> It, with that reg- in that regard, it's carefree. Yeah. Like there's nothing. It's it's just no big deal whatsoever. Yeah. It's yeah. Again, as you spoke earlier, they all, and they all know the language. They've all been you right. know playing on international teams and yeah. with uh, you know variety of players from all over all over the place. I remember a sign at the Bradley Center, and it went down soon. But when I started, it was there, and it said in the locker room, "We speak English." Yeah. And well, yeah. Just it, it had to be a like yeah. hosted. It, you yeah. know, yeah. It, yeah, it was like an exit sign. It was yeah. it was there it was well, noticeable yeah yeah oh for sure because you, you know you try to avoid the, the the clicks and stuff in your you know the in your locker room like all oh, the russians sit in one corner right. all the french guys sit in another corner and the english people over here and uh, you know the guys from you know the american guys over this side and the canadian guys over there but yeah it, it was a very divisive kind of a, a thing when the, 
And when, it's when hard they, for them. That would happen, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, because in the end, you never know what they're talking about. Right. Right, absolutely. I mean, the coach is trying to explain something, and they're, you know, <laughs> going Jib- back and forth. jabbering away. Yeah, is, are they saying, yeah, right, coach, or screw you, coach? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that. Absolutely. Are you going to exactly. do that? No, I'm not going to do that. No way. Yeah. yeah exactly so, right. So th- there's another a very f- a famous video that we play on the on the Jumbotron. Uh, I think it goes during like the good old hockey game, right? Yes, and, yes. Yeah, yeah. And one of them is Kurt Frazier chucking <laughs> sticks on the ice. There's two, uh, so I, I had sort of forgotten about oh, that until like right Kurt now. One, yeah. Right, let's start with Kurt Frazier chucking those sticks oh, on the ice. Oh my God! Do, uh, I call the that circ- the, the Soda Rain uh, <laughs> exhibition. <laughs> Soda Rain. The Soda Rain. <laughs> that was a funny thing. He was so upset with the with the. Um, what was the situation? What what? Well, happened? just a bad call, and they start. You know, Kurt towards was the a, end of a game. They no, were like, piling up these bad calls, or yeah, so he thought. Yeah, the same old thing. You know, the coach doesn't like the, the way the referee's going, and it was um, it was Derek Martin that was the referee. I remember him because he always wore his helmet kind of on a slant, like a <laughs> you know, like a low ball right. cap. Yeah, like yeah, 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 on a slant, you know, like Fred Astaire and a, you know, a hat, you know, <laughs> kind of, you know. But he, you know, he made Dick some Tracy. bad. He made some bad calls. You know, according to Kurt, and, and Kurt was a competitor too. He wouldn't be happy. Oh. In a, you know, and he played eighty games. We won. You know, seventy nine of them. He'd be squawking because we didn't win the eightieth. Yeah, right. He, he wanted to win every game. You know, oh, he was that night. way as a player. There's no doubt. Yeah. 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 So so anyway, he gets upset, and this just happened to be in a, a <laughs> happened to be like um, leader plastic cup night or something or. Uh, <laughs> Or 48-ounce cup night. You know, you get a free cup when you walk in, and you can fill it for a dollar up at the, con- uh, at up the concession, concession stand. Yeah. stand. So, so people have all these big plastic cups and a dollar drink in it. And, <laughs> you know, and Kurt throws that stick. And the next thing you know, all these cups just come out of the <laughs> stands, and they're all full of Coke, and it's just raining down oh, soda. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm just see, that, at that point, I'm just leaning back against the glass, and it honestly just coming down. We don't it, see that. We no. don't see that at all. God, I've never heard that. Funny. I can't believe Wojo hasn't told us oh, that. Oh, man. It was great. They're, you know, Derek Martin's the same thing. He's over there next to the penalty box, like holding his head back because it's just coming just down out of the top. Because it, it was a big promo. We had a lot of big crowds back then, so there's people ah. in the upper tiers. So they Just got a good arm, and they're firing them right out there. <laughs> and, uh, oh, it was unbelievable. This is oh, a nice yeah, thing about the Bradley Center. You didn't need a heck of an arm. Yeah. You were sitting at the lower level yeah. of the Bradley, the, the lower part of the upper deck of the Bradley Center. You, you could, could, you could make it. There yeah, for you sure. could make oh, it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, it was just littered the ice. and you know. And <laughs> so after Kurt left, you know, got thrown out of the game, we were just looking around, well, so that promotion went well. <laughs> <laughs> so who, did they take a break? And Zamboni? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the clean, yeah, yeah. Well, they just came out with the shovels, and then there's just like puddles, puddles, puddles of like soda. Puddles of soda <laughs> yeah. all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like a gold cow field out there, you know, little yeah, brown right. spots all over the <laughs> yeah. ice. Don't step in that. Now, Kurt was also the coach when uh, the, it's maybe all-star break or something, and he said, or just there's a big break in the schedule. He says, oh, we're going to uh, Planet Salt Lake. So let's go up there and we'll spend a few days. Is this right? Oh, that was, yeah. Is that, that Kurt uh, who does this? We've yeah. got a great team. And oh, the it was boy, Kurt, from what I heard, it was Kurt. Yeah. And the boys yeah. think it's going to be, this is going to be a doing well for doing well. Rest- and it wasn't quite like that, was well, it? Well, had a, we had a West Coast swing and we, we did very well in it. Right to the last game we played uh, in San Diego. And we jumped out to like a 5 nothing lead in the first period. And, you know, we're looking at this, this week, this following week, we're going up to... Uh, Big Bear or Lake Arrowhead, somewhere sure. up around there, around uh, 
around San Diego, LA, up into the mountains, and you know they have ice surfers up there. So they're going to practice for the week and do some hiking and just kind of team bonding stuff. Right, absolutely. Guys are looking forward to that. But so San Diego basically comes back on us and ties the game in the third period and ended up winning it in overtime, <laughs> and that was it. Like Kurt, you know, we got on the bus and we went up. They went up to um, to this place and they and all that's about this time of year. Yeah, yeah, it was about like midway through the season. Yeah, right. it was, it was a nice little break because we the best thing, best thing about it is after that we were going to Phoenix. You're right. Yeah. Right. So instead of going all the way back to Milwaukee and flying back to Phoenix, we decided to stay out there and yeah, it turned into just a a boot camp, you know, two a days and <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. and, and hard a, practices up and down the ice and conditioning. And these are veteran players. Veteran oh yeah, players. these are thirty year old guys. Oh yeah. Oh the Cavaliers. Yeah, they've done it all Tom already. Tillies and them are the right, world. Dave oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All these NHL what guys. the heck? Yeah, they're. Oh yeah, that was they're that like, was tough. I don't think we much recovered from that. I think the team kind of went down. The, yeah, that's down what it sounded like. That. that he maybe lost the team after. Yeah, that. yeah. It was like four intense days of just two a days and conditioning and kicking kicking the crap out of them. And uh, yeah, they figure it's going to be you know feet up, and, you know, massage, manicures, sitting in the hot tub watching <laughs> the snow. <and> yeah. <laughs> Quiet walks in the forest, but no, none of that ever, uh, ever nope. came to pass. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. Get on the ice, boys. The other one yeah. you were going to mention. The other one is uh, we see this goalie jump into the uh, jump into a pile at the other end of the night. Just oh. supermanning it. Just sup- right, supermanning it, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That's Steve McKeekin. Yeah. Yeah. Not a popular guy amongst the t- amongst his teammates. Huh? Well, you know, it was, <laughs> he, was a, he was a different bird. You know, he's one of those um, – I think he came out of college, and so he didn't come through the normal ranks. And uh, he might have been one of the first goaltenders we had out of college. But sure. uh, I think he didn't he play for Mitch Corn yeah. at Miami. Yeah, is, is that where could he have went? been. Yeah. yeah, could have been. So there is one incident we're out we're playing, and this is um, it was a <laughs> just after Ron Hextall started shooting pucks down the ice. He just got a couple of goals that year, you know, in the NHL. And one one night at a game, like Steve thought that he was gonna. You know, he's maybe emula- emulate that a little he's bit. Start, uh, so the, the so it's a close game. Uh, it might have been for a playoff spot. You know, late in the season, and, and the pucks come around the boards, and he's he's stopping it, and he's stick handling, and he's shooting it around the glass, and he's taking shot, trying to make passes up the middle to guys, and you know, it, it was, it was <laughs> Mike Murphy, I think, was the coach, and so he finally looks down the bench and he yells at one of the defensemen. And it was uh, Jim Benning. He said, go out there and tell that dumbass to, to <laughs> just just set the puck up for the defenseman, okay? Right. We're getting it under siege here. You can't get the puck out. We're messing everything up. So so Benny goes out there and uh, and – Probably didn't say the exact right words. That yeah, right. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. That, that, hey, that Steve, not right, hey, Steve, just an FYI, coach would like you to set yeah, the yeah, for yeah. us. Yeah, he might not have been that cordial about it. And uh, so, yeah, so it was in the, near the end of the second period, and uh, he behaves himself for the last couple of minutes of the period. But he it comes in comes in between periods, and I'm a little bit late getting off the bench. I'm walking in, and, and, and I walk in, and I see Jim Benning, over Steve McKeekin in in the stall, just wailing on him, <laughs> wailing on him. <laughs> like Steve's got all his hockey gear on, so I don't think he was getting hurt at all. But right. but you know, there's Jim Benning, Vancouver Canucks GM. GM, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Current GM, yeah, current GM. You know, and, and Steve's yelling back, "Damn you! I'm, I said I'm letting the next shot in. You, know, and <laughs> you do, I'll lay another licking on you." <laughs> Going back and forth and. Then Mike Mike Murphy finally hears all the commotion. He comes out of the office and comes back in and says, 
separates them. And at this point, like none of the other players are are stopping are, are stopping them. <laughs> yeah. They're not stepping in. Usually, if somebody's beating on your goaltender. You'll you you know, try and uh, uh, teach us ding dong a lesson. Here. Yeah, yeah. But nobody is stopping it. And then Mike Murphy comes in and he stops it. And you know, and then I'm walking down the hall with him back towards the training room and the coach's office in the back of the room. And Mike's got a big smile on his face. I just look at him. He says, that's just great. I love the intensity of this team. I love the way it's going in there. I go, Jesus, they're beating on your starting goalie. Like, yeah, that. Me, to me, it looks like chaos and mayhem in yeah, there. And absolutely. he's all excited. I, lo I look at that. He's the young guy. The other two goalies played for Jeez, yeah. many games in the <laughs> NHL by this time. Yeah. So, yeah, they were oh, – yeah, he funny. was the young punk, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. He wow. went on, by the way, to be a goalie coach in the NHL, McKeegan. McKeegan, yeah, for sure. He had a yeah. good career in hockey. Yeah. You're still at it, too. What yeah. was the – I mean, since we're going through that video, what was happening when he comes – you don't see – it's a penalty for a goalie to cross uh, uh, the center, center ice line. Yeah. So what was uh, – why was he going ripping down there? Ah, just showboat. Just a it's melee. Just a yeah, melee. it's a melee. It, just, yeah. it, it, it did happen back in the day on occasion. <laughs> right. <laughs> the benches would empty, and, you know, and then the other goaltender looks down there, and they, you know, eye each other up and <laughs> try and go one of them to cross the red line. But <laughs> it wasn't didn't take much of a, a goading in that particular incident because he just charged down there. He went, it looks like <laughs> he's ripping down there. <laughs> I know. And he doesn't even go to fight anybody. No, no, just jumped on the bam, pile. Let me get on this pile. Yeah. Right? Like Aaron said, Superman did. Yeah, <laughs> he could have killed somebody, really, yeah, right. you think about it. I'm looking at it. Well, what like what yeah. you had said last time, we talked to you about, I'm not going to celebrate, guys. Skates, blades are flying yeah. around yeah, and all yeah, of this stuff. There's a big, big pile there. You know, yeah. Somebody's on the bottom, and he's oh. just jumping on top, and then he falls down. Yeah, I could have sliced anybody open, but. You look at yeah. that team that you mentioned. Mike Murphy was the coach. Mike Murphy was a captain of the LA Kings, and yeah. now and, works, uh, for, the works for the NHL. Yeah. He's like the head of the replay guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you look at that yeah. team here. Uh, Peter DeBoer <laughs> was on that team. Uh, DeBoer. Jack Capuano was on that team. Jim Benning. Um, wow. uh, What's Jack Capuano's brother? Curtis Hunt. Name? Curtis Hunt was uh, Curtis Hunt. Dave yeah. Capuano. Dave Curtis Cap Hunt yeah. was a coach. Uh, yeah, McKeegan was a coach. Bob Mason still a goalie coach in Minnesota. Uh, Steve Weeks was a goalie coach. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot, we talk so much. People talk so much about the mid '80s Hartford teams with Dean Evison and yeah. Dave Tippett and Quenville and all of that stuff. But there's yeah, look right there. A, there's quite a few guys right off the top of my head. There may have, obviously there are many others that may have done something. But yeah, a lot of guys made a great career once they quit playing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> went into the well, coaching ranks. Well, how about Pete Because his yeah. pro his pro playing career was only two years, maybe three years yeah. tops, and then he got out of it. Was he injured, or was he no, He was just had other interests and yeah, he wanted to he do other, other things? Interest. <laughs> it's I, interesting because he's a young man coaching in the NHL right now. It's like his fifth job already Yeah, right. Yeah. in the NHL. Yeah, right, went right from juniors to the NHL. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, it was funny. He was so inexperienced when he came here. Like, Pete Bukovic, you know, gave him a nickname, Dum Dum. <laughs> really? Dum Dum DeBoer. Dum Dum DeBoer. Yeah. Sorry, Coach Pete, but. <laughs> but, yeah, but he was just a young, naive kid coming in, but uh, hockey-wise, you know, but you know, intellectually, he was, you know, you know, probably had a uh, real high IQ. Yeah, he was a kid. smart guy. Yeah, he's very only smart. Yeah, he's so right he now, by the way, he's only fifty-one years old. Yeah, right now. Yeah, I think he so. went. I think when he left, he went went to law school or got a degree in law school. So Is he was a right? lawyer. Then he got back into hockey and in, in, in the junior ranks. He up came, in the became OHL. a head coach in Detroit in ninety-five, ninety-six for the Whalers. Yeah. Yeah, and then moved his way right up. Like holy cow! Right. Yeah, and I joked with him one time. I did have a conversation with him, and I says, "Yeah." He says, I remember you playing. He, he goes, yeah, a few people do. I said, yeah, 
<laughs> I, know, I know, but so well, you definitely made the right career choice. You took the right path there. You know, Drew Olson, <laughs> you are. Uh, local media personality, Drew Olson, uh, used to cover the Admirals as a beat writer. He was Andy Olson back then. Yeah. He's, when Pete DeBoer got the job in Vegas recently, he said uh, so something he tweeted, something to the effect of, oh, congrats to Pete DeBoer, uh, had a lot of good nights on the uh, ice for the Admirals and a lot of great nights at uh, at Jim's on Howard. Jim's on Howard. No, it was uh, uh, Lucas Sports Spectacular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Lucas Sports Spectacular yeah, uh, as well. Red Rock Inn or something. No, yeah, Red right. Rock yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> I got a good kick out of that. Did you yeah. have, did, were there specific bars? By the oh, way, yeah. like two, three bars that sure. after every practice. Well, you mentioned yeah. the, the practice. Well, the practice is on yeah. the south side, yeah. Yes. But down, yeah, down in downtown here, yeah, like, what was the name? Luke's? Luke's Sports Luke's, Spectacular. Luke's Spectacular, yeah. That was a big hangout. And, you know, again, you got to have a hangout. Where, That's where, where, was the, where was this place? It's where Red Rock Saloon yeah, is. Yeah, Red Rock Saloon okay. is now. Okay. Yeah. It's changed okay. like three or four times. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got to have your local hangouts, and otherwise the girls can't find you. you don't right, exactly you right. Yes. You gotta, How are you supposed to be gotta, big time? Yeah, you got to post up somewhere and, <laughs> and put exactly. out the vibe. <laughs> the vibe. <laughs> That's a vibe. That's a quote, dumb and dumber. <laughs> <laughs> that team also, tough guys, like Don yeah. Gibson. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Ronnie Stern. We oh, talked geez. about Gino last time. He was only here for a handful of games, but yeah. 17 yeah. games, 102 penalty minutes. Um yeah. Sean, Sean Antosky. Yeah. Sean right Antosky was side. on that club. Yeah. I've yeah. heard nothing but great things about Ronnie Stern. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he was, uh, yeah, he was a good, he was, I remember from him was uh, when he went up to Vancouver, then he came back down, he was pretty disheartened that he was down here and it was frustrating for he had him. Been, he had been an NHL regular for many yeah. years. In Calgary, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so he, he came down and, you know, again, the referee and got to him one night and he, screaming and yelling and tipped his stick over did the blind man tap on around the ice <laughs> and, and he shamed the referee and he threw him out and he screamed all the way to the you know you don't see that anymore you, <laughs> you know, don't see guys you doing know. that <laughs> Wow. Yeah. yeah. Now they skate quietly away. You know, now right, right. <laughs> back then, yeah, uh -uh. you're going to get thrown out. You're going to go yeah. down to the blaze yeah, of glory. Gonna, exactly. You know, exactly. We had I think they called them back up after that because they probably got a suspension or something in the, in the IHL for that. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know, so it worked right. out for him. He got a call back, you know, got called back up. Although it sounded like Woj, the way Woj tells it, that Bud Poyle, who's the commissioner of the IHL back then, who's the father to David, to David Poyle, yeah, a yeah. Nashville's uh, general manager, he would, yeah, and he'd say, you know what? He'd say, Phil, or we got to suspend this guy. But what kind of crowd are you looking at for Saturday night? <laughs> you're gonna, oh, you're gonna put twelve thousand in there? Okay, well, he'll be suspended starting on Sunday. So <laughs> there you go. So it'll be all right. Oh, so that's okay. great. Did you that know? Did you get to know uh, Bud Poyle at all? No, I just never to, met him. Yeah, so I just, yeah, I was just young then, and you know, here, you'd just trying, the, just trying to keep my own foot in the door. Yeah, here, keep your head down and yeah, uh, and work. Yeah. There was there where it seemed like. There were a ton of Peoria guys here. Oh God, yeah, right. Midnight, right? Like yeah. it was Tuttle and Herc was there, and Dave Mackey, right? Tilly, right? Yeah. And I mean, a lot, a lot of yeah, Peoria yeah. guys Michelle ended up Mon in Mon Michelle Monjol. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, those are yeah. I remember, <laughs> like Brad Tiley or Brad, sorry, Brad or Tom Tilly. He was a classic guy too. Like he was, if you ever watched the uh, Major League Dorn. He yeah. was just like that. <laughs> was he? Really? He, he, <laughs> was, he was dressed immaculately all the time, yeah. he, and he walked around, talked about business, about everything out in the stock really? market and businesses and everything else. And yeah. Yeah, I think once he retired, he ended up opening a store, I think Roots or, or Roots store down in Chicago. 
Huh? You oh, opened right? a store down there and okay. figure that was his way to the to the next the next life. But uh, but yeah, he was a funny guy too. Um, wow. There were no, yeah. I can't imagine there were many guys that did that. Yeah. The business type guys. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was pretty sharp that way. But yeah, and he, he dressed the part. Like you know, dress for the job you want, not the one you have. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I think we traded Tuttle that year. No, we didn't. For the player to be named later, and we and then, then he became the <laughs> player named later, right? Yeah, that was right. That's, <laughs> he that's traded for himself. Yeah, right. Traded for himself. Go. I've heard that story before. And Steve Tuttle, he's a uh, Wisconsin guy. Yeah, went to the University, University of Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, and also yeah. as unfortunately is the guy who cut Clint Malarchuk. Yeah, <laughs> when he was. Uh, yeah. When he was skating down, when he was, when had the incident. We yeah. talked to him a few years ago. He's still out, like, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Seattle. yeah. 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 It's three, four, five years ago now that we've spoken to Steve Tuttle. But yeah. Guy. Yeah. yeah. I remember the one time that uh, Peoria came in here, and they had, they had some illness going through their team, and they came to town with only 12 guys. <laughs> 12 guys. <laughs> 12 guys. Yeah. That's including the goalie. Yeah. That's like a that's like a squirt team. It'd be yeah. like my son's team has they, twelve <laughs> players on it. But and that's the year they had a real good team. I think they won twenty one in a row or something. Okay, oh my set, gosh, a, wow. set a, a, a record in the IHL for consecutive wins. And they came in, and we you know our team was looking at oh twelve guys. All right, we'll you know we're gonna run them out of the building. Yeah, yeah, we got smoked. We got <laughs> just smoked that night. Like, but if you had to pick the twelve guys, you pick the best. 12 guys that you could have picked. Right. They actually had a, a defense when they ended up sitting in the third period and they played with 11. Right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it wasn't up to snuff. But, yeah, two lines and, uh, you know, in 4-D they were going with. <laughs> right. Oh, Unreal. Yeah, and they, yeah, they just stomped us. We were way overconfident that night. What were the roster limits back then? Like, uh, was, it, uh, was it less than it is now? Um, no, I think it was even more. I think we had 20. You could dress 21. And oh, so, so it was had even that, more back had, then. You had an extra guy. Yeah, to extra play guy with. into the into the bench. They, you know, usually the the tough guy, the goon. And right, that's awkward, right? Yeah. So he's just sitting there cold <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking to the backup goalie. <laughs> yeah, you know, we used to get uh, every year the the league sends out a memorandum like, ah, just an FYI, here's some circumstances, and if a guy is dresses for a game but doesn't play. He doesn't get a games played for it. Yeah. And I imagine maybe that was more common back then when we would have, yeah. when you could have a guy who wouldn't play the entire game. Just how awkward would that be? Oh, God, yeah. Like you just looked it out down at the it, guy. Hey, you need hey, one you ship. <laughs> right. He hasn't played the whole game. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. sitting there, ready to go, <laughs> hands on his elbows. Well, right? the, yeah. the one th the one time I remember that is a few years ago. That was This was in Peoria, too, where hmm. – a young player named Jack McClellan was playing oh. for for Dean Evison. Yeah, goes out and scores a goal on his shift, which lasted by fifty seconds. Yeah, yeah, and didn't play again. Never went back in. <laughs> Never went, is that right? Yeah. Never was back in. Dean, Never went Dean back in. Forgot to play him. Or didn't, yeah. didn't didn't want to. Didn't want to. to. Yeah, but want to, yeah. yeah. he's one of those. Yeah, yeah poor Jack. He was, he was one of those guys that you know, highly taunted free agent out yeah. of the college in yeah. Northeast and. He just wasn't cut out. Trying to find his way, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't find it. You know, he was very talented kid though, like off the ice. Off the ice, yeah. Very, very smart. Played yeah. like eight instruments. Yeah. Uh, but on the ice, yeah, at this level he kinda you know, maxed out and he was just couldn't couldn't keep up with the with the play. He was thinking too much, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Nothing was reactionary. Everything had to be a thought process and by then the opportunity's gone and yeah, his career didn't last very long, unfortunately. No. No, but it, that's the one thing uh, you know. You see some of these guys come in here, like you know, Mark Morrow was another one. Like just a, you know, you, you think he just you know skyrocketing right to the NHL, but he got to this level and 
plateaued, kind of plateaued and you know a great guy he did everything he could possibly do right to advance and just didn't have the foot speed he had the heart and everything else and the leadership he was a great guy i think about that just the other day when darren hadar goes into the hall of fame and i think mm -hmm. it was was on those teams with darren was was gamash yeah and it just if he's 5'11", maybe he's got more of a crack than to be, yeah. you know, being 5'6", five, 5'7", five, whatever yeah, he was. Yeah, a little slow, yeah, a little slow of foot. I mean, there's, yeah, it was tough back then. You know, he was, <laughs> I was talking to um, Anthony Richard today. He was looking at that 50th anniversary book that you guys oh, put out. And sure. He says, yeah, it's Simon Gamache here. You know, he's just a legend in Quebec. Oh, yes, he yeah, is. Right, yes, right, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Mines. Yeah, so you're talking about that. And he says, yeah, he was a little quirky, but, you know. Oh, he, gosh. He would wax his hands before every game. <laughs> I know. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Every game. Yeah. Like, what was the wax for? Why would they do well, that? Well, just to warm your hands up. It's just, you know, the paraffin wax, you know, bath. You put your hands in it, it warms them up, and it's got a little oil in there, and it makes it nice and soft. And right. <laughs> yeah, and right. It, and, and again, he'd walk around the room with his stick, you know, blade up, and everywhere he went, he had his stick. You know, if he's in the bathroom, you know, taking a pregame dump, he's got his stick in there with him. <laughs> it's right, leaned up against the toilet paper dispenser, and he, you know, walks into the training room. He jumps in the hot tub. His stick's right beside him. Like, you know, like, oh, my, you know, he's wrong with this guy. You know? Right, right. But he was well, a nice guy. I oh, yeah. say people may have thought he was quirky and everything, but, yeah, yeah he was. Oh, well, yeah, he was. Like, I remember, I remember walking around in Toronto and – seeing this clique of guys and this clique of guys, and, and th this is his last year with the team, 05, 06, and mm -hmm. it, it wasn't so clicky because you had guys like Rick Barry and you had like yeah. guys who were real yeah. team guys. Right? Yeah. Rick Barry's one of the yeah. really good ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but Simon was there. Simone Gamache was walking around like all by himself. There's 10 guys here. There's 10 guys yeah. here. And yeah. Simon's just... He, it, it, own, looks, it looks drum. like the old yeah. uh, the freewheeling Bob Dylan album <laughs> cover, right? Except yeah. he didn't have the girl on his arm, but yeah. he's got his hands in his so pockets. He's just walking down the street, yeah, doing well, his that, own that thing. That was his thing, yeah. We we accepted him, and it was, yeah. you know, after you got to know him, like you know, he was it was kind of annoying at the beginning, but then after a while, uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, the way the guy yeah, is. Yeah, just the way the guy is. Yeah. Let him be. And how many guys uh, come in there with with like superstitions and ex eccentricities? Whoa. That you're like, oh my gosh, this how's this guy live on a, live on his own? Well, we had this uh, one defenseman. I don't know if you you were here, like Sean Evans. Remember him? I don't. I don't. Well, remember we used to call him Stick. He was, you know, he was thin. He must have made 150 pounds, but six <laughs> two. And, and he would come in. Honestly, his little thing was he would come in like at three o'clock, put on his put For on seven o'clock game. Yeah, put on a pot of Tim Hortons coffee, and once it's brewed, sit down in his stall. And he would wrap his stick from blade to the knob in the black tape. The whole tape. thing. The whole thing. So <laughs> the stick must have weighed five, six pounds. Yeah. You know? Everybody else is trying to get the stick as light, light as they as can. Possible. No, he's wrapping it. And he would just sit in his stall, just mesmerized, wrapping it, wrapping it round and around and around. And he was counting. I don't know how many times it got to him. Like I think it was like, like 57, 58, 59 at the top. And then you'd do the knob. And, and if anybody touched his stick in this whole process, Tapes all come off, start again. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that had to be oh, yeah. We'd just be tempting for guys to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Once you figure that out, you yeah. got to go do it. Oh, you yeah. scream, touch oh. the stick anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, he was strange. But, again, he'd come in at 3 o'clock, and he wouldn't bother you. So it wasn't a pain for the for the staff there. He'd yeah. just be quietly sitting in his stall, counting his tape, going around his stick. and. Yeah, sometimes you go, jeez, <laughs> who's, what's going on in what's his head? I, yeah, <laughs> Greg, 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 I remember Greg Zanin was always early, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that he was quirky or anything necessarily. No, no, he just no. got there early he to. Got, early got prepared, and yeah, he was, 
He was one of the first guys that, you know, Claude Noel has always encouraged guys to talk on the ice. I don't know why you don't talk. But Greg Zen, you couldn't shut up. I was going to say, you didn't need to tell him. You could hear everything he was saying from the ice. Yeah. The whole time he's yelling and talking and screaming at guys. Oh, geez, shut up. How do you do that? Don't you Don't you run out of breath? You know, you're skating hard and he's all barking away. Well, did that get tiring? Listening to him? For, well, for his teammates? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, the coach encouraged it. You know? yeah, so right, right. Probably the coach favorite. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jeez, you can't. Uh, yeah. No, he was good. He, it was fun. It was fun. Do you remember the game that uh, we went 21 deep in the, uh, in the shootout? Yeah, shootout? Oh, yeah. That was against Peoria. Peoria again. Peoria. Yeah. We weren't around for that, but that's oh, a famous game. I remember game. that game, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tom Barrasso, I think, was in goal for – maybe I'm wrong No, that. no, Tom Barrasso. Not Tom Barrasso. No. Uh, it's a different uh, – it's a famous goalie, though uh, – I don't know. Oh. I'll look it up here. For Peoria? We, for Peoria. It's a, it's a well-known guy, a guy who played in the NHL. Hold well, on. I'll take a look Curtis here. Joseph or someone. But no, it wasn't, it wasn't Cujo. Yeah. Uh, deep, yeah. Yeah, after about eight or nine, you're going, come on. Let's, right, let's, right. Let's go. we got to get in the bus and leave. Let's, let's get going here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep the but, point. That's, but back that's when you got two points, though, for the win. You right. didn't, and you got zip for the. Oh, is that right? You didn't yeah. get anything. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's the shootout started in the American League, like '95, didn't it? '94, '90, somewhere in there, right? Oh, I think this was the Ameri- uh, this was the IHL. Right. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. I'm sorry, I said American League and the yeah. IHL. And I, I, th- I remember, I was, I was at a game in St. Paul, uh, watching the Moose uh, yeah. against Manitoba the against moose. the Admirals, yeah. uh, the the Minnesota Moose, uh, Minnesota uh, Moose, Manitoba. yeah, Minnesota yeah, right, Moose right. and and the Admirals, and it was it happened to be a night. It, and I went as we came up from college. It was a benefit for there Tom was Draper. Tom Draper. Oh. Tom yeah, Draper. Who also, yeah. Yeah. Well, only played ten games. I see it on here. He only played ten games with Peoria. One of them is the twenty-one. Uh, <laughs> twenty-one. Well, that's yeah. like playing two games. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? Shootout. But uh, that's the first time I saw the shootout. And and Milwaukee won at Minnesota. It was a, a game where there was an officer and a, a, a canine that were assassinated. It was a horrible story. But oh. that night, the gate, the whole gate, went to this family oh. and, and whatever. Oh, so nice. the, it was like the one time that the moose filled up. Yeah. Uh, sold the out old there, Civic eh? Center in St. Paul. Uh, but I remember the shootout, and it was the first time I had experienced it in person. And Milwaukee won. And I remember the feeling at the end was just like, huh. Okay. Yeah. It was so anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, oh, okay. If you win, it, like now, you know, you, 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 I, I get hyper, you know, because you, you, you got to sell the win, right, and everything like that. But if you lose, it's just like, hmm. <laughs> it just it's over, right? It, yeah. It's just so weird. Yeah. It, it's such a weird way to end a game. Yeah, it if, was. If, if you're losing. Yeah, yeah, especially if you you don't get any points. Right, right. That's, well, that's, exactly. That's big. And yeah. then are the are the play? If you don't get any points, are the players a little irritated with the goalie because it's? I mean, well, not in twenty-one round shootout, right? Obviously, yeah. plenty went of chances on and to on, win. But, yeah. but if I, if the goalie lets in a couple softies, or guys like, hey, you just cost us a couple points here, yeah. bud. Like oh, no, it's as much the goalie as is the shooters, too. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the goalie, you say, why don't you score a couple more goals? Yeah, and, right. You know, we could have got on the bus an hour earlier. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, <laughs> indeed, right? Yeah. <laughs> indeed. Yeah. Uh, speaking of on the bus early, uh, do you remember Radulov's last game with Milwaukee? No. Was in Peoria. There again, in Peoria. <laughs> uh, and <coughs> he got a 10-minute misconduct with, oh. like, 11 minutes to go in the game. Yeah. And it's time to go to overtime. And Claude wants to put him out, <laughs> and he's dressed <laughs> and ready to go. <laughs> and we had a sleeper bus for some reason. It was an oh. old sleeper bus. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. And I don't know if we were going Peoria to Quad Cities or whatever, no, whatever we were going yeah. to. Yeah, uh, Omaha, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, we had, a, Omaha. we had a sleeper bus, and uh, and Claude was going off. Like, this yeah. guy's never going to play. And that, and we, we're sitting up front. It yeah. was an awful, awful bus. Yeah. Um, but I was sitting next to you, actually, and uh, Barry called. Barry Trotz called yeah. and said, we want Radulov to come up. And Claude <laughs> lost his mind. Like, <laughs> do, do you remember Just, what yeah. – do you know what this guy did? Yeah. Do you know what this guy did tonight? Yeah, I, I want to bench him next And he never, next and he never came, came back. Never I mean, that was back. all we – that was the last we saw oh, of him. Yeah. But – yeah. You talk about quirky. Yeah, he was quirky. Oh, he was quirky. Yeah. yeah, and just and I mean, inexperience. Let's say yeah. to to begin with, like, didn't yeah. he? Wasn't the old story that Darcy Hordachuk was bringing him around in Nashville to buy houses, and he yeah. found one that he liked for like two hundred and sixty thousand or something, and he said, "Well, I can't afford it. I don't have the money." Yeah, right. he's like, "You don't need two hundred sixty thousand yeah. dollars yeah. right Hawk now." Yeah. You, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it was the you go to the bank. Did yeah. he buy, what, didn't he buy a Jaguar here or something a like B that? A, a BMW. A BMW. Yeah, yeah. That he, he they, probably shouldn't have been driving. Yeah. Right. Nolan oh, Yankovic said they called him Benny Hanna because yeah. he'd just be over in the corner, <laughs> yeah. just. Ch- ch- like yeah. ch- stick handle over the corner. Yeah, little ball. Uh, <laughs> I Kevin Klein talking yeah. about riding with him one time and oh. Kevin seeing his life, you know, <laughs> five, <laughs> six, five, six times passing before oh. his eyes, right? Because the, the attention span yeah. <laughs> of 20-year-old Alex Radulov yeah. Yeah. was like a no. snap of the finger. That's oh, yeah. it. He was on yeah. to something else. Yeah, looking at something else. <laughs> it must be a thing that European guys, maybe they don't drive much over there. I went for, went with Fiala once to to the doctor's office and honestly god my i'm slamming my foot against it <laughs> i'm on the passenger <laughs> yeah, side and i'm just emerging oh break. yeah the imaginary break i'm hammering on that i'm right. back in my seat i'm hanging on you might as well just close your like, eyes oh god what are you doing Did, oh, i was it wasn't that red come on <laughs> <laughs> oh just running lights like oh my god you're gonna get us killed over your time here you were here at the peak days of the, like the IHL, which also saw expansion yeah. in places where it shouldn't have gone. Oh, but boy. over the years, where are your favorite places to go? Not necessarily, you know, obviously it's great to go to Long Beach because it's, yeah. you know, 80 and you go to Warm Manhattan or whatever. Beach yeah. and, or whatever. But, but the but environment maybe, the rink and all of that. Environment or just the city, you really oh. like it or you still do? What were your favorite places? Oh, we used to go into, well, Phoenix was always great. Wheeling Rick there. was right downtown too. Right downtown. It would stay at the, uh, God, I can't remember the name of the hotel. But they had a, a nightclub right in the hotel. And it was one of the most popular nightclubs in, in, the, city, huh? in the city. So our guys, you know, you come home, you come back from the rink and game tomorrow, guys, straight to bed. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> They're down there, and like, and every every team stayed there. It was unbelievable. And guy, yeah, guys are there till closing time, and lights are coming on. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where the coach went, but you know, it was the Phoenix was always fun to go in there. Like that whole circuit was was great. Like we used to go into this was a thing, you know, Gino Cavallini and and Herc and them. They'd go to Phil before we're going out. Out of Las Vegas, says, you know, Phil, we should go out a day or two early so we can get the gambling out of our system and then <laughs> concentrate well, on hockey. Did you stay? You you stayed at the old Imperial Palace all yeah, the time, the right? Because yeah. and was that because of Herkus's relationship with Ralph Engelstead? Uh, I don't know. Because Ralph Engelstead, right, is the is the yeah, benefactor of everything at North at the University of North Dakota, and, and Herc played there, and Imperial and, and that's what his thing. Uh, exactly, and that's yeah. And yeah, he I bought know. that. Yeah. He bought that, and he bought all that land actually. From Howard Hughes, Ooh. old man Engelst- or Ralph Engelstead, the late Ralph Engelstead. Wow. And I would love to see a movie about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I'm sure he never actually dealt with Howard Hughes yeah. because yeah. he was a little 
weird at the time. Yeah, you know, I, but, I think uh, that was just their host hotel. It might have been because of his hockey connections. Because of Ralph, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, we just, oh, man, what a hotel that was. Yeah. I mean, it was like stepping back into the 60s or 70s. I think it's probably still the same. They never, I haven't they been they in never 15 years. Thing, but and yeah. Yeah, and, and this thing, like, Herc was telling me that he was talking to him. He says, well, like, why renovate it? The place is sold out, 98% right. occupancy all year long. Right. Why would we put? Yeah, why, why would we, we do, do anything different? Yeah. That's why the Cubs stunk forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Cubs were a bad <laughs> well, baseball right, team forever. Uh, right, absolutely. Why do we need to put any money in the yeah. team? These yeah, morons so are still coming. Yeah. <laughs> so needless to say, our record in Las Vegas was never any good. <laughs> so there was the, there was that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get the gambling out of the Get system. Get out of the system. Well, <laughs> we had, you know, we had those guys in the NHL. They're all, you know, they love to gamble, play cards in the bus and on planes. And <clears throat> right. You know, Vegas was like kids in a candy store there. For sure. Yeah, right after the afternoon, you know, the, the pregame meal. You going for a nap? Nah. <laughs> the <laughs> right. table, then, you you know, guys got to go through and yank them off the table. The bus is leaving <laughs> for the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a winning hand here. No. Where did this play there? Is it the old Thomas and Mac? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thomas I was going to say, it wasn't the one that in the ECHL, like they had it, where you walk through Caesar, the casino. Caesar's Palace, wasn't it? You, it wasn't Caesar's, but it was you walk through the casino to get there. Yeah. yeah. That well, was in the ECHL. Thomas and Mac. Yeah, it was. Which is a ways away from the street. Yeah, you got to yeah, drive not, a little bit. Yeah, not far. It's a few, a few blocks. blocks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It was off the beaten path a little bit. It was, yeah, it was, it was a square rink too. It wasn't the, the dimensions weren't you know one by whatever one eighty by two hundred. Yeah, it was like you know one eighty by <laughs> I don't know one fifty on this mm-hmm. it, or sharp. It was like almost square. Really? Yeah. That wide? Yeah, it was wide and and, and short. Because I guess they couldn't fit it in there otherwise. Right, right, yeah. So they'll just... <laughs> yeah, we'll just make it to a fit. We'll do whatever we want. It's no big yeah. deal. And, and the, they were saying underneath the ice was hollow, so it, it would make this strange noise when guys would skate by. It was like... Oh. It was like a, a rumble, you know, coming from the depths of hell, you know. Like, oh. Guys would go skate well, you're by. You're in Vegas. You're yeah, well yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you're thinking they're on rollerblades or something out there, but, yeah, it you was would, a strange sound, that, that hollow ice. You told me a, a while ago that you know back in the in the mid 90s sometimes we'd fly over to muskegon or we fly over <laughs> but you'd have to go a little bit early you and whoever oh, was yeah bobby bobby grudlevis was our equipment assistant helping out that time but yeah we did that for a while we, we kind of realized that it you know you could fly the day of a game with uh you know three or you know three small planes right and we flew out of timmerman and you know you know, you save the per diem, save the hotel fare and everything else. So we'd drive the gear around the night before, after practice, the day before, and we'd set up, and the team would come flying in. And it, it went well for a, for a while, but there was one incident where we had to go back, and there's a big storm out in the middle of Lake Michigan. Yeah. So I was on the last plane, and the first two, you know, took off and off they went, and they 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 around this storm because they, the guys are just thrown around in this these little aircraft yeah, going right, across there through this storm to and, and fro, huh? yeah guys are like throwing up and screaming you know you know they're <laughs> saying their last rites or pulling out the Bible they're they're you know they're just scared to death and oh sure that was the last time we had, had we ever could, did that ever huh? did that yeah the team said no we'll take the bus forget <laughs> about this didn't matter if you got back you know and it was a different time zones so you're getting back before you leave you right. leave at eleven o'clock at right out at of Muskegon and you're getting back at you know ten 15 in Milwaukee time yeah, for sure it's such a <laughs> yeah. short flight yeah yeah I was it was great until that storm hit and yeah and the nice thing for you is you guys get to go over that night. Yeah. There's no morning skate. No morning skate. You can just <laughs> oh. kick back and relax. Oh, and have sort a of a day off, yeah. relatively. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the night before, yeah. There's no no holds barred. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you do in Muskegon, though? Really, it wasn't right. that much. You go to the Holiday Inn bar and 
I think it's still the case. Yeah, is that right? Very well still. I don't know. It very well still be the case. Probably. Who are the, if you were to do like, Three, four, the toughest, gu- toughest customers that ever played for this team Ooh. in your time. Jeez, we had some Because there's guys. some, I mean, the, you, you, and I don't know that, that rating them by penalty minutes is necessarily yeah. fair. Well, we had, um, well, jeez, Jer- Jeremy Oblonsky. Oh. Funny, funny story about the, with Yaber. We, we were, um, the season was over, so I, I can't remember how far we went in the playoffs, but the guys are out bar hopping on, on Water Street, and him and, uh, Great class, and yeah. we're walking from one bar to the other, and and Yabo gets a little bit ahead, and Steve, you know, has had a, you know, he doesn't, or not Steve, uh, Great Classen right. was just um, being himself. He's kind of a quirky guy too, and yeah. a dry sense of humor. So he sees all these guys getting on the school bus, so he, Jeez. you know, being a friendly guy, he just walks to the walks in there behind him and starts talking to him like, "Where are you guys all from?" And, you know, and, <laughs> you know, being like a tour guy guy. And, and they're all looking at him, and, you know, he's being real pleasant. And he says, well, we're all from Chicago. And he says, Chicago? You know, only two things come out of Chicago, and you oh. know the rest of that line. Right, right. And then, then he giggles to himself and walks off. And these guys are in the bus going like, I like this guy. Who's this guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so it takes him a few minutes. Now, he's about <clears throat> near the end of the bus. <clears throat> and the guys, you know, like five or six of them come storming out of the bus now, and they they start circling him, and, you know, he's He's in a bit of trouble here. Right. And then Yablonski is standing at the corner waiting for the light to change. He looks back and sees him, and he goes walking over. Like, Jeremy Yablonski is a huge man. Yeah, you search Gold Jeremy. Gold boxer. Oh, yeah. Search Jeremy Yablonski UFC on fighter YouTube now, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so. Jeremy Yablonski, Russia. Yeah. Search that. And John Morasti. Uh, yeah. Oh, so he walks up there, and, and he looks at these guys, and he grabs his shirt and just rips it off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's got, you know, the, the little um, tank top thing on, the undershirt right. with no sleeves. and this guy's tatted yeah, up. Oh, he's all tatted up, big traps. He's just huge. And he goes into this little karate stance, and he starts jumping around, you know. <laughs> he says, you guys want to go? I'm ready to go. I've been to prison, and I'm not afraid to go back. <laughs> and also got these six guys backed up, back on the bus, closed the door. <laughs> <laughs> grabs claws around the neck, around the shoulders. Let's go. And off oh, they walk onto oh the next my bar. Gosh. <laughs> wow. Oh, funny. What, what do you think? Again, I don't mean <laughs> we don't want to put you on the spot, and maybe yeah. it's tough to think of, but th- when you think of a guy from a toughness perspective who had an injury and went out and played, like everyone uh, thinks of, uh, what's it, the New York Knicks guy who had a broken Willis leg. Reed. Willis Reed. Right? Goes out. Willis Reed goes out on a broken leg. Well, Jack plays. Youngblood in the Super Bowl, right? Broken leg to play in the Super oh. Bowl right. what, with the Rams. What's an injury that you thought to yourself, well, there's, this guy cannot play, but he goes out there and he plays, toughs through it like. Oh, God. There are so many, you know. Hockey then, players are tough, right? Yeah. Well, the Bergeron thing a few years ago, right? Bergeron is like. Did he puncture a spleen or yeah, something? Right, right? like Stanley he, Cup playoffs. Yeah. right, right. Yeah, well, yeah, they're they're <laughs> they are a tough a tough lot. They um they they all want to play, especially back then. Like right. it was, you know, you want to come into the lineup for anything. And uh, right. yeah, like like Herc played with a broken wrist for probably almost half the year. Yeah, right. He told us that, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he had to have surgery right after. It was the playoff year. We went to uh, lost to Colorado well, in the final or in the, in the, in the Western conference final. finals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> that kind of stuff happened all the time. Like I just, you know, sometimes you'd have to just hide their their skates because you know you you can't go. You can't go out there. You can't go out there. Do you ever have to, yeah, fudge the report just so like, you know, they, this guy or just tell him, yeah, 
You can't well, ask them an ethical thing like that. Yeah, well, can you? I mean, no. Like, no, you fudge know, the report. Yeah. Yeah, no, no fudge the report. You've got to say it's okay if he plays because he really wants to play as opposed yeah. to like concussions. Yeah. you got to be real careful with that. Ooh, yeah. But back then, uh, yeah. you, got, you, get, you get dinged up and uh, you get back out there, well, right? Most of them wouldn't even admit that they had a concussion. It wasn't, no. wasn't even a thing back then either. You know, they would. You know, oh, we got your bell wrong. Yeah. When nobody ever thought anything no, of it. No, you know, and a headache is probably from Jim's on Howard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was, right. Nobody had headaches, right, right in the right. morning. So, it was, yeah, it was, uh, wasn't was a thing back then. Uh, you think back, you kind of cringe a little bit. About what, uh, yeah. The, yeah. what went on a few times there. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and it's different, too. Like, at our level, you know, you know Cody Bassett once said, like, he, he got up the, to Nashville. And he knew he had a concussion. But yeah. he, he, if he wants to stick up there, yeah. he can't tell him that. Yeah. He can come down here and he can say he's got a concussion. He can do, you know, follow yeah. the protocol. But he knows he's up there. He can't get a concussion and, and expect to stay in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Again, so if you, it's, it's if all you about fall, fall out of that talking, lineup. Somebody you're talking comes half in, a million dollars. Yeah, right. yeah. It's money and, then, you know, you fall out of the lineup and somebody else takes your job. It's, yep. it's, it's the way it works quite yeah, often. It's a business. Yeah. 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 You, sure, you, you, you've written down a lot of names. <laughs> I just, I said, I went through that list yeah. and I just started, you know, highlighting some of the guys that I, you know, have been here and, and you know, kind of had a memory of. Like, <laughs> look at the, the Yablonski class and said that was just funny. That was, we just laughed. Yablonski well, still was, Yablonski, I wish he would have gone into broadcasting. Yeah, I think he would have been really Norm, old Norm Ulrich in uh, in uh, Peoria. Always thought Jeremy Yablonski would have be been a, a great broadcaster. Yeah. yeah, and I tend to agree. He was. It was funny. And he, uh, yeah, it'd, it'd be wonder. It'd be really cool to see what he's doing right now. Because you haven't no seen idea. any any YouTube videos of him in a long time. Not the recently. U the, the MMA stuff and whatever right, else was going on. Fighting at a wedding in Russia. Yeah, <laughs> with his just <laughs> with his cousin, with his cousin, <laughs> John Morasti, who was the other <laughs> biggest tough guy in the oh, AHL. Right. And funny. you watch those videos. Those guys early two thousands. Yeah, they yeah. just pummel on each other. Yeah. Pummel each other. How about Richard Zemlak? How does he rate? Do you remember him? Yeah, Richard yeah. Zemlak. He was. He's up in the Twin Cities still. Is he? Um, yeah, but he uh, he played. Was he only here one year? I think so. Yeah. 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 But do you remember much about him? No, just that he was he was tough and uh, you know up and down the ice, banging guys and challenging guys, and not many guys would. would Is there take a lot him of a lot of challenging going on? Like oh yeah. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. That was that was the game. Yeah. Well, that was you know you had to prove how tough you were, and that was. Back then, that, again, the, the NHL was full of tough guys, and you had to basically, if, if you didn't score a bunch of goals, you had to you fight had to your fight. way to the next level. Right, oh. 30 goals or 300 pims, yeah. right? One of whatever you yeah. could get. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy back then. Really amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Is there, I mean, you got any other characters on that well, list I, you want yeah, to mention? I, just <laughs> Let's say. I don't know if this is a, a good one or not, but we, you know, we're sitting at practice when, when we started practicing over at the Kern Center. Yep. You know, and there was no parking, so everybody oh had to gosh. just go park on the streets. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. and then we had this one guy, you know, out of, out of Long Island, out of New York, you know, Jason Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now an assistant coach at Brown? <laughs> I, think I think he's there. at Brown now. Yeah. Jeez. I think. Yeah. yeah, a lot of guys went on to coaching. Yeah. Right, right. Another guy, He yeah. was a smart guy. He yeah. was a smart guy. Maybe yeah. a little too smart for his own good. Well, street well, smart. We, right, there we go. <laughs> smart, and, and, his, and his wife <laughs> might be so solving cancer, by the way. She, yeah, oh, she's, she's a PhD. Yeah, she's brilliant. Literally solved she's cancer. She's brilliant, yes. Yeah. 
Anyways. Yeah, so he so we go over to well over to the current center, you know, every day and it's, it's costing guys, you know, two or three bucks a day to plug to the meter. Yeah, right. A quarter of yeah, quarter so, for fifteen minutes. So he or has something. this little trick that he picked up on the streets of New York or somewhere. <laughs> you fold up a piece of paper and and jam it into the the, the coin slot. Yeah. And then the thing's just it, it disabled. Errors. It errors. Yeah, it errors. So then you know, guys come, the, the parking attendants come by, <laughs> you don't get a ticket because yeah. the so it's an parking error. meter is bad. The time, yeah. So one day, uh, of course, he couldn't keep it to himself. So, <laughs> so he, that's so the downfall of criminals. Is <laughs> hubris. Yeah, yeah, hubris is the downfall of criminals. So one day we're sitting, we're at practice there, and sure enough, these two cops come walking in <laughs> to the current center and up to the bench and. We're going to the bench. On. Yeah, right to the bench. You know, <laughs> clothes out there, you know, <laughs> out there running practice. And says, we <laughs> who's in charge here? And we're going like, well, what do you need? You know, what's the problem? Oh, sorry, who's in charge here? We got an issue with uh, with your team. And they're going, oh. So now yeah. Claude comes over and sees, and and they they explain what happens is you know, you know, the parking meters are all jammed, and we kind of started you know a couple of times. We thought, well, it was just some of the you know some. Hooligans, right, <laughs> right, whoever. <laughs> but then they started putting it together. It was like every day at the same time, you know. Basically, twelve <laughs> parking meters all jammed every time the animals practiced, and <laughs> didn't take a, a detective to figure out uh, what, was what was going, going on. on. And yep. yeah, and that was it. And Claude, Claudio used to have that thing where he just raised one eyebrow, like what? Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we had to address the team, and you know that's where it came out. That you know, yeah, every kind of pointed at Jason. You know, it's, <laughs> a, it's his fault. It's so, him. It's him over so, here. But I guess it was costing the the city, you know, tons of money to have these guys come out and fix the parking meters. You know, after every practice, and they were getting kind of upset about it. And uh, <laughs> that same year, yeah, that yeah. same year, uh, Jason cost Claude like 500 bucks because he got that fight. He got an instigator or something in Grand Rapids. Remember, it was a school day game in Grand Rapids. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, That finished in front of almost no fans because they had to it, go meet the buses. It went so long because there was... There, there was like seven fights in the game. <laughs> yeah. And Guerrero got Guerrero got an instigator like with it in the, it like at eighteen twenty of the third period or something <laughs> like that. And if that happens, then the it triggers the, then the coach gets a five hundred dollar oh, fine and right. oh. and whatever. Right, and, the co they don't they wanted to stop the practice. The coach is sending out okay, mm -hmm. you know, you blonde, you know, you blonde, yeah, you they're, they're go play, go play exactly. center. Yeah, right. Exactly. Last oh, face off. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so uh, Jason might not have been his favorite for a, yeah. for a little bit there. <laughs> for a couple of reasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although he was back. Well, Although he, once you talk to Jason, right? Yeah. He was such a nice guy. Oh, yeah. he's really the best. He's the best. Of, I mean, yeah, yeah, he's the best. Yeah, yeah. he's cut from the same cloth as Tony Botero, you know, from the, yes. from the island. Of, oh, you talk about guys that don't. Don't shut up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Constantly. It, yeah. Yeah. I got a Tony. I got a guy. You need something? I got a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything the that you heard on the ice? That just floored you. Like it was so funny what somebody said, some chirp, oh, some trash talk. So some many. Yeah, I <laughs> like you, you just, just sit at yeah. the end of the bench and you chuckle <laughs> yeah, yeah, yourself. Oh, That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah right that oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, nothing that you can say on, on air. It's well, the old, one, the old one I always loved is I heard, and it's probably many coaches yeah. have done this, but it's a game is, on t is being televised and the referee walks by the coach right at a timeout or something, yeah. and the coach pulls out his cell phone like he's talking to somebody, and he says, uh, hey, my buddy's watching the game on the, on the, at home, and he says you're doing a horrible job. <laughs> 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 One of those things. Yeah. I think those are yeah. that's just the best. I always tell him, yeah, you showed up again today with a mask and a gun. You're just stealing money from this <laughs> league. You, guys, <laughs> you shouldn't get paid for this kind of performance. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Oh, that's, that's good, good stuff. Yeah, that is good really stuff. good stuff. God, you remember that that brawl we had with uh, Brockford? Brockford? Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, April Fool's God. Day. Was it April, April Fool's Day? Day? Yeah, that was a. Fun. I was uh, 2012. Yeah, I'll. Uh, it's it, it's one of those Kennedy moments, right? Yeah. Where every, everyone involved with the Admirals remembers what they were doing when the <laughs> brawl happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was giving a tour to some underprivileged kids in our oh, locker geez. room. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Yeah, no. Dr. Wickman arranges this, and I oh. said, yeah, no problem. I'll just take them through. We'll do it in the middle of the period, and it's fine. It's yeah. not a big deal. And all of a sudden, like... Out of the media timeout. Uh, it it yeah. comes out of the media timeout because Michael Ladd had just fought a guy, and he doesn't have a shirt on, right? He well, had a jersey on, right? That was, but that's not what started. It was uh, Jeremy Flick. Jeremy and Smith and Jeremy Rob Smith Flick. Jeremy Smith and Rob Flick, yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so so the, the funny thing was, like... You know, the, Jeremy told me this afterwards that they're just needling him the whole. You know, every time he throws a puck, somebody would slash him on the hand or right. stick his stick in his ribs or whatever, and they're just needling him all the whole game. And and he he was getting a drink of water. It was a timeout. Yep. So guys are all guys. The doors are open on the benches. Guys are and it was second around. period. Yeah. Because he's on their <laughs> side of the ice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So guys are all mulling around. The doors are open, and you know nobody's really on the bench, uh, so they, they could never tell who was first guy off the bench because everybody was kind of mulling around. And right. So he, he told me that he he saw a Flick coming towards him. Because he's, he's getting a drink of water. Drink from of water, the and he saw the reflection in the glass behind the behind the net. And you know he he calmly puts on his blocker and sees it get close and then turns and just pops him right in the face, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> right in the face and down and he no, goes. But nobody saw that. Yeah. No, nobody, nobody saw that. Saw that yeah. part. And it looked like f it. He waited just long enough. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. He didn't wait when he got to the top of the circles to oh, turn no. around. And no, he, was he gets close to the enough. top of the crease. Yeah, <laughs> it just popped him. Yeah. So Flick jumps up and the fight's on and and I yell on the bench. Look, they're beating on our goalie and then <laughs> our all oh, our guys go storming in and all our guys go storming in and right. It was just a melee. What uh, fun! And, and Old time hockey. I love that. Right, and Michael <laughs> Latta comes peeling out of the penalty box. He yeah. doesn't have a jersey on. <laughs> yeah. Just looking for someone to grab. Somebody. So just he just, somebody. he's just going from fight to fight. It's kind of paired off. He's going. To see, oh, the Admiral guy's winning. No, he's not winning. You give the guy of Rockford a couple of pops of somebody right. in, and, and he's got no shirt, yeah. <laughs> nothing on, just bare chested, just skating around, no uh, helmet. Although, oh I'll, I'll say, as, as, uh, as bench clearing brawls, that was actually pretty tame. Yeah. When you go ahead and watch the video, there's, you know, a few guys match up, and Ladda does, but after a while, they sort of build a <laughs> wall around it. Yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. talking with Mark Van Gilder about this, right? Yeah. Do you remember this? And right, he and says, you find, that you find the guy that you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and yeah. you just kind of yeah. go yeah. hug right. each other yeah. in the corner. Okay, I'm gonna shake you right now, your jersey. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's my turn. I gotta shake you. Okay. Was there? A, did, do you remember a lot of those? That's the only one I can remember uh, from my time here. But you obviously have been along a lot, lot longer um, than I have. No, there wasn't. There's always, you know, there's always quite a few five on fives, but never, you know, a bench clear. Bench clear. Right. But you know that one was it was you know again everybody half the guys were on the ice and the doors were open because usually they look at the film and see who's the first guy over the board. So you couldn't. Yeah, you I'll couldn't the, do it. It's a big the, fine, but that time there's. How about that that pregame warm up in Chicago? Remember that they there everybody stood at center ice yeah. staring each other down yeah. at, in right. the pregame warm ups. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember what yeah. year this was. It was a Lambus year because he was a, he was uh, he was involved yeah. with it. I think. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, again, you know, nobody wants to throw that first punch, but if it ever, if it ever did, it's, yeah, it was everybody's ready to go. But it was <laughs> it, it it was like an old like like you were watching a Revolutionary War movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, every, yeah. everybody's lined up yeah, straight yeah, across yeah, from one another yeah. and just waiting for yeah, yeah waiting you, for the you duel won't, to begin. You won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, most of it lasted like five minutes or the warm up. Like, is somebody gonna do anything? Yeah, right, 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 yeah, right. yeah, and the officials are done, right? Yeah, they're so not there's down. nobody yeah. really to do it. So yeah, you're probably looking at. Their training staff, like, yeah. what do we do now? Yeah. What, yeah. Do you do? <laughs> what did you do on the bench during that? Like, because it, 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 it appeared for a while that there might be a fight up between coaches uh, in, the went, in the Rockford game. In the Rockford game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what were you, what were you doing? You, you and Dave Randolph just <laughs> yeah. hanging out? <laughs> hanging out. Well, the one that, you know, the one that um, Herbie started paying – Banging on the glass between the board, between the two benches, and right. and the whole thing tipped over. Yes. Yeah, and he's screaming at their coach, Ted and he's Dent. screaming back, and, and, and you know, Herbie's I'm trying bit. to hold the bench, the glass up, because now it's falling on us. Come on, we got to push it back that way. Yeah, it's like right. a tug of war pushing I mean, the glass back. And Herbie's a big man. Herbie's a big man. Ted Dent was not a, is not oh, a big man. Yeah, that would yeah that would have been ugly if that partition went down and Herbie got over there. Yeah, see, sure. I've seen Ted a couple of times actually. He's, yeah, he's in, in Rockford quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. He's, or yeah. no, he's not. Scou- yeah, he is scouting now. Uh, I don't remember for who, but he's been to an Admirals game this year. But has he? Yeah, yes. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was, Yeah, that's the wildest I've ever had. Oh. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. By, for sure. By far, there was a night. I mean, well, we don't need to get into it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I had a different night in college hockey that was <laughs> sort of like that, and but not not yeah not like not that. not in this not like that. This. Although this one, the electricity went out. Oh. It was a Badger game, and a few guys get together, and as they were about to throw punches, the lights went out. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> hit a transformer outside oh, the coal center, really? and the power went out in the entire building, and they had to reschedule. Same. They had to make it up. Like, like they played four periods the next day. Really? Like yeah. they had to play. Yeah, they finished <laughs> the third period uh, at 6 o'clock, and then the Take regular. Take a break. Sk- yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> four periods. <laughs> four yeah. periods. Yeah, yeah. So that was, yeah, that, that doesn't happen that often either. That doesn't happen that often either. <laughs> uh, and it, it, we got we got time for maybe one or two more if you've got uh, some um, some notes. I mean, like I said, you've written a lot of notes, and I would hate to waste. Oh, no, not, not, not and really. And we can have you back for a third. <laughs> again, <That's> I, <laughs> Again, I just went down uh, down the list of, of all these players, and the, you know, memories started coming back to me. And you know, about guys that you know went on to do things. Like so many of them went on to be coaches and right. GMs. Like Donnie McSween too. He played here. He's yep. a GM in, in Boston now, I believe. And right. Oh man, just an incredible amount of guys went on to to be successful, successful in coaching. hockey. Yeah. Coaches, front office. Yeah. Uh, it's really despite what you may have thought of them guys. when they were here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. right, right. You hear about a guy getting a, a job. What? They he got that they job? Who was Who? the GM? Yeah. That guy was well, the biggest yeah. <laughs> Kevin Dean was here only one year, but he yeah. had great successes. In, yeah. He's with Boston the last few years, yeah. right, the, yeah. uh, from Madison. And what a great yeah, guy. there's a, l- a lot of guys like that, which yep. is really, really remarkable. Mm-hmm. But the one guy that surprised me once, we used to have this thing where, you know, Claude, he wanted everybody to get to know each other. So we'd have, right. you'd have to present a bio of yourself and right. bring in pictures from home and whatever else. Stand. He thought it would be a good idea so players could get to know each other. And it gave the, the players an opportunity to stand up in front of people and, and, talk. and talk a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a development thing for him. So guys are going through that one year. And it was, it was, it was, some was interesting, some were funny, you know, pictures from home. Some guys are pretty lame. You know, this one time it was Bracken Kearns. Yeah. He comes out and he sits down and he sings a song. 
Really? A song that he made up about, you know, about his life and his role in, in hockey and stuff. And everybody kind of just sat back like, what the? We didn't know the guy had any talent. He right. was very good. He, yeah. Right, Very Absolutely. good guitar player. Good he could sing player. very well. Like Great golfer. He was the best was golfer in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Junior golfer in Canada. Absolutely, yeah. he was. Yeah, what a, yeah that, was a, that was a stunning moment. Really, holy cow. Comes from a pretty good pedigree, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. His dad was awfully good player yeah. out in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. And he put together a, a great hockey career not to the same level as his dad but yeah that's, well, that's think a, of that this guy didn't turn pro really until he was 25 right play because went, went back to play college he went hockey back to Canada. play college hockey after yeah. he gave up golf i mean just <sighs> and one of the wow. one of the sweetest guys you'd Such ever want nice to meet guy. right yeah Such a nice he guy. was only here one season one and season. it seems oh, like he was here forever yeah, yeah. because well, of you play in other teams all around so every time you know you'd see him enough yeah yeah, absolutely. yeah he was he with rockford, rockford san antonio yeah yeah indeed made his made his Made his mark out east, though, yeah. right, in right. San Jose, in San Jose's Worcester, and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it was a good dude. Yeah, really good dude. Yeah, he was fun. We had a guy. Um, oh man, this was a funny thing. We, were, Randy Scarter, remember him? Uh, yeah, from uh, actually, he played at a rival high school of mine. Did yeah, he's he's a couple so? years older than I am, but yeah, I remember Randy Scarter. Oh, yeah. Oh man, again, a guy who played in Peoria, you sure. know, defenseman. He, he looked okay, like I don't know. Phil Pick and his nickname they got from him and Craig Cox, the guy who scored the twenty first goal in that shootout. Yeah. Right. They would they would play Scrabble together and it, it would always come to blows because <laughs> <laughs> That is not a word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in the in so the locker room or in the on the bus? On too? the bus everywhere. Yeah, okay. on the bus and in there I think they're roommates that are in the hotels too. Oh, so he came up with the word Varna. He said, "This is a word, and he's got you got a V and a, you know <laughs> the words in there. So he, yeah, so he's getting collecting all these points. And Craig Cox, it's not a word. It is so. And before long, they're just beating the crap out of each other in the hotel room, destroyed the room. <laughs> Varna. So that's what his nickname was the rest of the year. Varna. 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 <laughs> that's great. Oh, he was funny. That's great. Uh, he yeah. played uh, real quick about Randy Scarta, and uh, maybe I should have ended this, but but Randy Scarta played, uh, like I said, at a rival high school of mine, uh, and he was, I believe, he, at, he was at least on the same team, if not partners, defensive partners, with uh, her Brooks kid, Ooh. Danny oh, Brooks. Right? Yeah, yeah, they were on the they were on the same club there at St. St. Tom, well, the same, same school as Jack Doherty, Jack Doherty and Tommy and Novak. Tommy Novak yeah, played at St. Thomas Academy in, uh, oh. in suburban St. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All coming full circle. Oh, so, geez, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see some more Scrabble oh, fights. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. He, he skated. He, he fell behind the net one day, and and he, you know, he basically lost an edge on his skate. So the play is going up the going up the ice, and he, he skates by the bench, and he's yelling, "Lost an edge! I lost an edge!" <laughs> As he's going by, like, well, then why don't you get on? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, where are you right. going? Yeah, yeah. He maybe wants to get a goal, so he's charging up the ice. Yeah. Now we're coming back on defense, so he can't come off the ice. He's still <laughs> yelling, lost an edge, lost an edge. And I'm looking at, you know, look, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah, right. we know. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. Luck. I think you just want to let everybody know in case he fell down and we got scored on. Yeah, you know, I lost an edge. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, everybody knows that. You should do that all the time. Yeah. The guys should do that now. Right, yeah. and when they're back checking. Yeah. Done. Edge, Lost an edge. Yeah, I got a minus one on the play. Lost an edge, so uh, there's a reason for it. Uh, thanks for doing this again. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's greatly appreciated. appreciated. This is awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, Fantastic absolutely. Stuff. And we'll do a part three here. In the we will. <laughs> in Later in, in the year, we'll yes, get a part exactly. three in. Absolutely. The people well, are clamoring exactly. for it. They have oh, been. Geez. They have been. Uh, yeah, good some, stuff. Uh, 
some good guys. I mean, some good guys have come through here, and it's a lot of a lot of fun. Good well, guys. I'm Long glad characters. I'm glad you did what you did because ju just for your purposes, it jogs your memory. And yeah. That's yeah. just like, it. Like just, just for bit, your right? purposes, it's like you know you probably hadn't thought about Randy Scarta in <laughs> 25 <laughs> years. Yeah. yeah. So sure. that's pretty awesome. For sure. That awesome. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Thanks for doing this again. Oh, I appreciate it, guys. A lot of fun. That's uh, Admiral's trainer Doug Agnew, and uh, that'll do it for this program. We're gonna special edition wrap it up. Special edition uh, for Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. Thanks for listening to this special edition of the Milwaukee Admirals podcast.